0: Hello and welcome to the Arista Wealth Podcast, where we focus on your finances, wellness, and lifestyle, so you can focus on living your dreams. We'll help you navigate through important topics so that you can elevate your life and financial health. Let's get started with your host, Paul Moffat.
1: Hello, welcome to Arista Advice Podcast. We're grateful and excited to have Jermaine Chatham join us What's unique is he's calling in and we're speaking while he is in Malaysia. It's 7 a.m. where he's at, and he travels the world internationally on a yearly basis. He makes a list of where he wants to go, and he goes. What's wonderful about Jermaine is that his goal in life is he works on simplifying his life to get what he wants, which is freedom. Another quote that I love that he uses is, if I can't make it simple, easy, and fun, then I'm not going to do it. He's a minimalist entrepreneur who has mastered the skill and the art of maximizing opportunities. We're excited to welcome Jermaine. Welcome, Jermaine. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Jermaine, tell us, who is Jermaine Chetham and your background?
0: I was born in Arizona. I'm one of the few that's in Arizona, and most people are implants from all over the country just because of the great weather and you know the golf and hospitality out there, especially in Scottsdale. So I guess what you'd call me as an entrepreneur, I find opportunities and I find ways to use leverage to make those 10X. So I guess that's kind of a, a minimalist, if you will, too, because I, I look at business opportunities not from the lens of how can I maximize this, but more of how can I maximize this with the least amount of effort and time. And resources, so I can use my time on this planet the way I really want to instead of being bogged down to a desk job or an office or a business. I just use leverage to maximize opportunities, really. So that's my definition of a a true entrepreneur that's not a slave to the job, but more a creator of their own future.
1: Great intro. And thanks for sharing that with us, Jermaine. Tell us a little bit more about that. What are some of the skills and the traits and the steps to leverage? and to simplify
0: your success? Well, I think the number one thing is if it's not bringing you value, don't have it in your life. And I don't care if that's things or if it's people, if it's business partners, if it's business opportunities, if you're spending time and resources and effort in a place where you're not seeing direct benefit, you have to eliminate it, completely cut it out. And so I'm ruthless when it comes to cutting out things that I I know in my gut that are not going to feed me and point me in the right direction. And the important word there is your gut. You have to really trust yourself. You can read all the books and have the, the best mentors and the best advisors. But at the end of the day, when you sit with yourself, you have to kind of have some space in your day to think. Like thinking time is the most important aspect to me of any business endeavor or any financial success is to really have time to sit no distractions with pen and paper and really think about your goals, where you want to go, what you want to create and have the answers come to you. You know, some, I like this, this, and this, but this is a major problem for me. If that's a major problem, then you can't go that direction, no matter how lucrative it might be in the future, because you know, if that business partner, something about him, you don't like, or something about her, you don't like, then you can't go that path. Your gut's telling you that's probably going to be a a direction that you're going to regret down the road. So I just trust myself. And that's kind of guided my entire life. And I don't plan too far in the future because things change. I mean, I can tell you story after story where if I would have planned out in the future, man, I would have just made more complexity of my life when I can just kind of shoot from the hip and be very fluid.
1: Yeah. You use that a synonym of ruthless, <laughs> you know, cutting things out. You know, what's that internal process that you have in your mind that you've used for success in determining value and as you use the word ruthless.
0: The funny thing about the word ruthless, it seems like it's like aggressive and quick and decisive, but the truth is it's patient. So when I'm ruthless, I'm very patient with my decision-making process, where I kind of let it play itself out. And then once I see clearly over time, I don't make Uh, Any rash or harsh decisions really quickly. I let it play itself out. And then once I see clearly this is or is not the way to go based on giving it time to maturate, then I'm ruthless with my decision and it's gone or it's in. But I don't waffle or waver after I give it time to develop so I can see it clearly.
1: Obviously, when you say trusting yourself and then thinking time, how do you create? Your thinking time and protect that thinking time for our listeners who are very busy and have a lot on their agenda. Walk us through some of the things that you do to create that thinking time and what you do during that thinking time.
0: I don't believe in the word busy. I've never been busy a day in my life. Even though I have a lot of things going on, I make time for the important stuff. We're only here for a certain amount of time on this earth. So it's like, why would I let stuff in other people's agendas? dictate my life. So the way I create my thinking time is it's 2020. There's so much information coming in. I'm getting like basically a fire hose of information every day from emails and texts and podcasts and YouTube or information, information books. I get all that information all week. And then Sundays is my day to disseminate all the information I got. So Sundays I have no devices, no books, no podcasts, no nothing except for a pen and paper. I take that day just to chill and do nothing disseminate and distill all that information I received during the week and decide like, what's the good stuff. And I always have a saying, the good shit sticks because it just does. You remember it. If it wasn't that important and it didn't resonate with you, like trusting yourself, then you wouldn't remember it. So on Sunday, if it's really important, I remember something that I heard on Monday or Tuesday or whatever it was, or conversation or a quote or whatever, I write it down and I expand upon it and I think about it and how can I implement that in my life and what financial decisions could I make based upon this new information that is good to me and my personal gut. And I use that Sunday really as my jumping off point, as my downtime, my distilling time to make decisions going forward in my life. So I just use Sunday as my detox day.
1: I love it. Walk us through someone who doesn't have simplicity in their life and they have a lot of complexity. What are some additional techniques or hacks or some of the best practices that you've seen many of your
0: clients implement? I think the easiest thing is to deal with the physical world before you can start dealing with your mental and digital world. So when I'm first starting to get this complexity narrowed down to simple stuff, is I'll actually start getting rid of physical things. It's a simple, easy way to get started. Say I have 100 shirts. If you have 100 shirts, you wear maybe 15 of them, 20 max. It's the 80-20 rule that's always playing out in the world. So get rid of one shirt. You'll feel this release of this pressure of having physical things that are always in the back of your mind, even though you might not be consciously aware of it. They're physically on your mind that you have this stuff, and so I will start getting rid of physical things, shirts, whatever, anything in the physical world, and then you'll start to slowly start loosening up. Like, yeah, I didn't need that, and then you can start moving slowly into other realms of your life, whether it's different businesses you own, different stocks you have. Like, if I have a hundred stocks, but I really love three why am I putting a penny more into stock four through a hundred when I should put all that money into one, two, and three? If you love a certain stock, leverage that stock because there's a good chance it's going to go to the moon. That's just how I operate in the world because I'm not really risk averse because I know money is a renewable resource. So I always make more. It's easy. Money is the easiest thing in the world to make. So- I don't need to hold on to it so tight or I need to diversify my portfolio by 100 stocks. So, I guess my point is giving things away, shirts, ideas, it makes you more light and move in the world with more ease and fluidity because that's how we're supposed to move in the world is with ease and fluidity, not rigid and grasping.
1: Just this morning, I met with a client that just retained us actually this morning. She just got a divorce and we asked her what amount of money do you need to live off of? And she gave us an amount. And I lifted my eyes up from the paper and looked at her. I said, Really? And she said, I'm done with the stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got thousands, multiple thousands, and hundreds of thousands of, dollars of jewelry at the house. She goes, I don't need it anymore. Yeah, that's all I want to live off of every month, Paul. And myself and Lindsay, we sat there and we said, Great. She goes, I've got all that stuff out of my blood system. And I think the sooner you do it, the better off you become and the greater light you will see in this life. And you'll see different things as we get rid of this stuff. There's publicly traded companies that build publicly traded storage facilities to store people's stuff because there's so much stuff. Amazon, it's one click away to get the stuff sent to you. So true. Jermaine, as you talk about money being renewable, and by giving things away, it creates more light. Really, as you simplify, you're getting more light. And that light's providing clarity, and it's providing a dimension to be able to see things. And the reward from what you've talked about is a reward of patience, as you said. What are some ideas for our listeners of things that they can implement or discuss to create more light in their mind and in their life?
0: The best thing I would say is to trust yourself as far as like, what do you love? And I don't have anything bad against stuff. I love stuff. I love Rolexes. I love fancy shoes. I love beautiful cars, but I don't need two Rolexes. I don't need three cars. I'm just one person. I don't need homes in four different locations. I can only be in one place at a time. Now I have to manage or hire someone to manage all that stuff. The layers upon layers upon layers, then it's in the back of my mind, like I was saying. And so the lightness comes when you realize, do I love this? I used to have seven, eight, nine different watches, but really I loved one or two of them. So I realized I'm just going to keep the one or two. There's no... Rule that says I need to have all this stuff, it just creates too much burden on my back. So, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I think the most important thing is to always ask yourself before you go into an endeavor, a business, a buy anything, a relationship do I love it? Do I love the opportunity? Does it resonate with me? Is there anything that's holding me back from loving this? And if the answer is no, you move forward with it and always realize that things change and it's okay to make a bad decision and move forward after that. Like shit happens and move forward. Like it is what it is. So the lightness in life, it comes from realizing nothing matters, nothing. I don't care what you say about what's going on in the world, your finances, your business, none of it matters. And a beautiful part, when you adopt that philosophy, it frees you to actually pursue the things that do matter because now you're not becumbered by fear.
1: Yeah. Well, Jermaine, it's comforting and enlightening to meet a minimalist, someone like yourself who works every day to live a simple life. You've traveled the world. What are some of the most beautiful places that you've been to and the most memorable as an international traveler? And how many countries have you been to?
0: So I don't know how many countries I've been to. I don't know, 40, 50, 50, only place I really haven't been to is, let's see, Australia, which I was supposed to go, but COVID <laughs> COVID hit, so we weren't able to make it there. They shut down the borders. And South America, that's the only parts of the world I haven't been to yet. The most memorable places, south of France, that French Riviera is, is tough to beat. I don't know, Thailand has some beautiful, beautiful beaches. The cool thing about Malaysia is nobody knows much about Malaysia, but it's such an awesome place because it's just like America, very Western everyone gets along. There's different ethnicities and religions, but everybody's cool, hanging out, very friendly. It's just a beautiful thing to witness that a somewhat democratic country can come together and be at such peace with opening to different diverse ideas. So it was eye-opening to come here. A sleeper place actually was El Salvador. I got there on accident. This is a good story because it goes with how I go with the flow. I'm at the airport talking to the ticketing counter And they're basically saying, oh, you can't go to, I was trying to get to Costa Rica. You can't get there because you don't have a yellow fever shot. We didn't know anything about this yellow fever (laughs) stipulation. Long story short is we had to kind of circumvent going to Costa Rica directly through El Salvador. And she says, yeah, just go there and spend one night and then fly out to Costa Rica the next day because they don't check for yellow fever from El Salvador. But me being kind of this fluid guy, I'm like, why would I just fly to one place for one night And not explore it. There's a reason life put me in a situation to go to El Salvador. I'm going to check it out. So I stayed there over a week and I loved it. It wasn't touristy. There was no, obviously no tourists actually, but the people there were so friendly, so welcoming, so warm. It was very American-ish. You would have never thought you'd enjoy your time in El Salvador, but I loved it. So Yeah, that's just a few of the places I've been, but I've been a lot of places, but it's just cool to give a bigger perspective of the world than just being in the States all the time. Because we kind of have groupthink in the States, depending on what state you're in, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Whether
1: you're down in Texas, where they're bigger and better than everybody, or in other states, they all have their little microcultures of what they think and and what you see. Jermaine,
0: how can people follow you and get in contact with you? The best place, I'm not really huge on social media. You can find me on LinkedIn, but really the website is creatorslearn.com. We built this site because we only believe in two types of people in the world. We believe in creators and we believe in victims. And so as an individual, you have to decide you know, what side of the fence you are. You know, I don't see black and white or male, female, Republican, and Democrat. I see creators and victims. So I'm a creator and it's a place for creators to go to learn mindset ideas Ideas about simplicity and minimalism, ideas about you know, business and how you can implement this to make your life you know, simple, easy, and fun. Like, if I can't make it simple, easy, and fun in my life, I'm not going to do it. I just won't. That's a great resource to go there. And we can have one on one calls and discuss you know, kind of what people are working through and what they're struggling with and try to get at least a game plan on getting them on the right straight and narrow. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful.
1: Well, listeners, we want to say thank you for joining us today with Jermaine Chetham. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review so you don't miss out on any of our learning experiences that we're sharing and also our excellent guests, just like Jermaine. We look forward to seeing you in our next podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: This episode of the Arista Wealth Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more advice on your finances, wellness, and lifestyle so you can focus on living your dreams. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.